Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome. Hi. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're <laughs> keeps getting colder and colder. My feet are ever more cold, but, um, mm. you know, there's increasingly warmer drinks being prepared at my house because tis the season. <laughs> so <laughs> is that, um, hot toddy drinks or just Ooh. tea drinks? Oh, I know. Well, 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 we're not tea. inquiring. Ah, no, 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 please inquire. So I'm, my favorite drink is a Negroni and I'm thinking like, is there such a thing as a hot Negroni? I'm going to find out. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. You can explore it. You can explore it. Campari warm. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Vermouth definitely pairs with warm. Yeah. Absolutely. Ex- experiment. Anything that gets us through this winter. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping that in a few days time, I will actually be faced with some sunshine yeah. as we head off to Seville. Seville. Oh my gosh, it's getting closer and closer. It is getting closer, although the forecast is partially for rain on the day that we arrive, and I'm not sure past that. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't control the weather, that's what I always say, so we have to go with it. I am sending you all the amazing luck in the world that it's just going to be yes. a different universe, warm, bright, sunny, yes. little well, I hope cobblestone so. streets. But if nothing else, I just need some R&R time. You got it. For sure. You have. I am reaching my limits <laughs> and my levels. Yes. yes. It is time. Yes. It is time. It's been a bit of an overambitious bite of the pie, right? You've it was, yeah. 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 Sometimes you stretch yourself a little bit too thin. I'm kind of feeling it this week. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I am feeling oh it. Oh my gosh. And it's kind of like but a. It's good. Yeah. Oh, it is good. It is a lot of amazing growth that you're taking professionally. But sometimes you do feel like that jet that needs to dump a bunch of fuel so you kind of look to yeah. oh, what are the things I can let go of delay yeah. balls that yeah, I can yeah. just let fall yeah yeah I'm definitely in that kind of priority mode now what yeah. is the top five otherwise it's not getting done otherwise it's just not getting done love it yeah yeah exactly so exactly if the relationship desk correspondent is still at her desk I'll be surprised given all the <laughs> pinch on the time but what is shaking over there on the desk well you see i can't let the listeners down so i have got relationship love desk news today we're one of the five guys we're one of the top five <laughs> you made it in the list, <laughs> I made the list. <laughs> and i showed up today oh. um so today um this might help you in your newfound um freedom and life choices anna <gasps> yay yep so if you were venturing on the uh, Tinder um, arena, oh, oh damn! You might like to know how to be impressive on Tinder. Uh yes, topical, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me this, Hello. give me this. So apparently, people with unique dating profiles rated as more attractive, intelligent, and funny in recent studies. Hmm, unique. What does that mean? So it's all about kind of how you describe yourself and using kind of metaphors and things to make yourself sound more interesting. Ah. So it gives some examples. So I'm going to share these with you. Oh, I've just poked myself in the eye. That wasn't very sensible, was it? Oh, God. No, not very sensible. So <laughs> um, this one's a bit weird, actually, right? So instead of writing food is essential for me, you write coffee and crackers 
with cheese or jam is essential in my morning ritual. Ah, okay. Not sure about the crackers and jam bit, or whether you'd have crackers and cheese with coffee. I mean, that's but a bit of a weird anyway, pairing, but... I'm not going to delve too much on that. <laughs> but if it's your thing, it's your it's way more interesting than I like food. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So instead of writing, I'm very good cook, you write, I am a star in the kitchen. Oh, nice. Okay, okay, okay. Anna's getting a pen out now. She's taking I'm some like, real notes. I really am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't wait till this recording. I'm going to press pause and write it all down. <laughs> so instead of saying I'm a 50-year-old man, you say I'm a loyal 50-year-old man with a high sense of humour. Oh my gosh, that does sound a little sexy. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll share one more with you. So instead of I want to travel, a road trip across Australia is on my bucket list. Listen, that... Because, okay, I have been a little bit dipping my toes in on the dating apps and oh my good God, everyone's like, I love travel. I'm like, oh my God, if I had a penny for every time and pennies don't even exist in Canada here anymore. And yet I would take a penny for any damn time I see travel. I'm like, make it more interesting. Yeah. So there you go. You've just got to open yourself up, be a bit more creative, oh, yeah. use some more descriptive words, nice. try and create a kind of, I guess what I took from that is you're creating a kind of picture, a sense. You can really visualize what that person is like. Yeah. Yeah. You've got it. You've got As it. As opposed to, I like travel, like everybody else on Tinder. Everybody else Or loves, I've yeah. got a great sense of humor. Oh my God. Laugh out loud. LOL. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You've got it. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to take that to the road. Take that on the road and I will give you feedback. Absolutely. And when in doubt, just have a hot bikini picture. <laughs> when in doubt, flash your boobs. <laughs> yeah. Or for guys, when in doubt, like flash your ship or your boat, if you have one. Actually, there's a lot of guys who post pictures of them in fit with, with their big fish, which if you do that, just stop. Yeah. Does big fish mean something else where you come from? I don't know what it means, but guys <laughs> seem to think that it puts them in a good light. But I have received some feedback from women on the interwebs that like the big fish picture, it's not sexy mm. unless you yourself are a, you know, uh, professional angler of sorts. I see. I yeah. see. Yeah. Apparently, if you've got a dog, um, you're more attractive as well. Oh, hell Yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. So there you go. I always love me a good man with his dog picture. Totally. See? See? More likely to get a date. Except if it's not your dog, then you're a dick. Oh yeah, you can't lick somebody else's dog. That's like stealing other people's kids so that you can look like you're an attractive, responsible person. And I will say that in my very brief foray onto the dating apps, I see a lot of guys with pictures of somebody else's kids and they say, these aren't my kids, it's my nephew. And I'm like... Who yeah. sought permission to put your yeah, nephew exactly. up on Tinder? Like your exactly. two-year-old nephew. Like, dude, ethics. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I there'll be more you. dispatches, but I really appreciate that uh, advice. I'm going to... Well, there you go, yeah. She's um, updating her profile as we speak. As we speak. (laughs) You stick with it for a little bit longer, though. We'll just share a hot topic first. Okay, good. (laughs) I can do it. All right. Okay. Okay. Today's hot topic. Overlooking the simple pleasures. Mm. Ah, that just slowed down my RPM. I'm listening. Ah, oh, the simple pleasures. I'm thinking back to the things I don't have right now, which are like grass, 
middle of summer, a gentle mm. breeze, a strawberry patch. I don't know why I think about strawberries. But yes, <laughs> overcoming or not overcoming, overlooking the simple pleasures. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I think at this time was we start to kind of once you tip into that kind of December vibe and everyone suddenly panics because they haven't done the holiday shopping or have no idea if Aunt Mildred's coming for dinner or not oh, or God, yeah. um, where the kids are spending <laughs> the holidays or um, all of those wonderful things that we um, face as families mm-hmm. over the Christmas period and we get we can get kind of quite stressed and um, and place a lot of emphasis on maybe things that aren't as important but we kind of feel like they are as we want to create that lovely white Christmas mm. beautiful picture postcard mm. um, feeling so it can be difficult to kind of just take a breath take a pause and um, really just acknowledge some of those smaller moments that bring us joy in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I'm thinking, I'm thinking wintry now, right? So I'm yeah. thinking kind of a little red robin or something that hops across the oh, lawn. And um, I'll tell you what I saw the other day was um, a double rainbow. <gasps> and like, I just really, really enjoyed it. I took a oh, picture, oh. sent it to friends, sent it to oh. my man. It's like, look, there's a double rainbow above the house. So that, and that's something that is like such a small pleasure. But actually, wow. you know, I saw it, it gave me kind of great happiness for the rest of the morning. Wow. So it's not always about the big things, you know, it's about appreciating having a nice warm blanket when you feel a bit chilly. Um, it's appreciating, you know, the nourishment that you can put inside your own body. I think it's it can be really hard to think of kind of joyful situations or or acknowledge and recognize some of those small things that really mm-hmm. bring us joy and pleasure. Mm-hmm. And the same goes, you know, not just from a kind of personal perspective, but in a relationship as well. Mm you know what are some of those small things that your partner's maybe done this week that brought you a moment of happiness you know did you mm-hmm. share a a fun joke did you did your partner reach out for your hand just at the right moment mm-hmm. when you needed it um sorry Anna <laughs> but in those kind of relationships right like yeah. what what is it that we can acknowledge yeah. and it might not just be intimate relationships what about friendships as well what can we acknowledge about those relationships that are closest to us and the happiness that they bring to us yeah oh yeah (gasps) like there's nothing better than a good chat is there with kind of like a friend who is always somebody that leaves you feeling kind of inspired or connected or you feel like you matter to them you know like some of those moments are the things that we need to cherish and um and hold on to oh my gosh I, I'm I'm in rapture just like listening to you because I'm just savoring. It's almost like having somebody tell you about a story of, of them going to the most amazing restaurant and they go through all the dishes and you're like living yeah. every moment like you can taste that on your tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were describing things that like, you know, that, 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 you know, your partner reaching out for your hand unexpectedly. And it's so funny, like, yeah. though I be in a state of active divorce, <laughs> um, I celebrate there's just this feeling of incredible. I, I was in rapture as I was listening to this, and I think yeah. um, it's so wonderful to be in a state that, even though like I'm not currently in a relationship right now, I can absolutely feel those simple pleasures, and I think, oh, how beautiful yeah. that is! Not a single thread of at this time like envy for that, because I well, number mm. one, I know this to be beautiful. I'm cherishing this through your words, and I also know that like number one, that is a simple pleasure. Number two, gonna have that again one day. So I exactly, love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But there's more. There's we are able to get those pleasures from all different areas of our 
of our life they are there totally we just need to choose to open up our eyes and notice them and take note of them yeah you know we know that positive things take longer to settle in to counter the negativity balance that mm-hmm. that sits in our all of our brains um because of pre-programming so we know that in order to counter that we need to appreciate those moments for longer and really let them sit and sink in yeah. and just think in this moment i am happy oh my gosh in this moment yeah. i feel bliss and that's all you need to know like how do you feel in the moment i feel yeah. happy nothing else matters Yes. There's something that I, I, so I went to this, um, Santa parade yesterday. Um, yes. me and my dog went, I got her dressed up in her two jackets and we went and stood out <laughs> in the, on the, uh, foot of Young Street, just waiting for Santa to come along. And it was very cute. Yeah. All the families, everybody. And then we yeah. got, and it was bloody ass cold. And then we sort of sought refuge. Me and my dog went onto the subway, which is underground. And there was this tiny little dog in a, in its dog mom's arms. And it was this cute mm. little dog with his big eyes. And it was just the cutest thing. I swear I couldn't take my eyes off of my dog. And then other people couldn't take their eyes off of my dog because she was just super cute lying on the subway, the floor of the train and just enjoying everybody's attention. Like dogs and cats and animals, they're they're put on this planet to to shake us awake and say, look at this gorgeous little thing that just is just a bundle of joy. And there's no other reason for them to be on the planet but joy. Yeah. An occasional frustration. My cat likes to vomit every four days. That's not joyful. <laughs> but the rest of the things she does is awesome. But the other yeah. three days are joyful. The other th- three out of four days. That's not 75% bad. 75% of the days with my cat are exactly. great. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's all you need. Embrace those three days. Yeah. Make note of them so that you're ready for day four. Oh. <laughs> and so when I think about this, when you're talking about finding these simple moments of joy in the holidays, I'm thinking about like the same thing. Like when in the mm. summer, when generally people get married, it's all about these ridiculous, like elaborate weddings where everybody gets mm. freaked and stressed out on these stupid details when they overlook the simple things that they should be actually leaning into about their relationship. Like relationships get strained as people plan weddings, not they're not brought together. And similarly in our holiday plans, we tend to be at odds with one another, trying to cultivate the perfect place setting and all the Turkey on time and the this on time. Screw it. Yes. The relationships with people, it's the simple things that matter. Yes. So it is. It is. Pop out, pop your head out the window and look at that winter sunset of the the sun going down and that beautiful, just ice blue look in the sky and just take, take five minutes and just look at that for a sec. Yeah, absolutely. Here's to that. Yeah. My, um, my son shared with me today that, um, he's not that bothered about Christmas day and, uh, Christmas dinner and he would much rather have a pizza on his own. Oh. It's like, thanks. Oh, well. (laughs) But actually, a damn good pizza. There's nothing like a good pizza slice. But yeah, part of me will be like, what are you talking about? My 12 hours of slaving away and exactly. days exactly. of buying provisions. That, okay. Oh, All right. You're like, <laughs> Did not feel appreciated and joyful in that moment. <laughs> no. And you're like, how many hours was I in labor with you, you little shit? <laughs> <laughs> Although what I would say is you can take joy from the fact that somebody was open and honest with you. Oh, I like it. Even if it's not what you want to hear. Yeah. The fact that somebody feels um, able to share how they're feeling uh-huh. and um, and open to that is a positive thing. Well, it's true. And you won't have to guess what your son actually wants to eat on, on Christmas. Exactly. Even though it doesn't exactly. feel like something that you'd like to have. But there's no doubt what will make him happy on Christmas. So Exactly. It's more We know the score. We know the drill. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Ooh, all right. Oh, I feel uplifted now. I feel, I feel a peace. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Let's see how the question Ooh. tips the balance. <laughs> okay. If it does. <laughs> if it does. All right. All right. All right. I'm ready. Oh, okay. Ready for this week's question. listening ears on my lovely okay okay my boyfriend won't stay over because he lives at home with his parents and he doesn't want to tell them where he is he's 29 and we've been going out for nine months they know that we are serious and they aren't idiots (laughs) i think it's pathetic do i have the right to be pissed off oh hell oh my gosh okay 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 lots of stuff going on here (laughs) There is, yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So for you, when you hear the age, was the age, was that a critical piece of this, of the story or no? I, I think there's clearly an expectation there, isn't there, that at 29, um, I, you know, you should be kind of making your own decisions, making your own choices in life and no longer being as guided or swayed by your parents was kind of what I heard in that. Mm-hmm. But clearly this person has respect for his family and, I'm guessing there's some family values there that are attached to it and he's respectful of that and doesn't want to kind of go against that. So there's there's some admiration there for somebody that is kind of respectful of those kind of family views. I don't know. Oh, man, but, but I'm a but skeptic. Then there's also, oh, Because really? I'm like, really? Is it respect for parents or is it a very tidy excuse to keep your partner at arm's length and not commit? <gasps> oh, wow. I'm getting right in, yeah, yeah, the story is, oh, I can't tell them where I am, my parents, out of my respect, my parents, Mm. I'm like, bullshit, my bullshit meter is going off like how? Wow. (laughs) Whoa, I know, I know. Is that I'm just a jaded part of my life or what? (laughs) (laughs) Or do I just want to be, you know, oppositional, I suppose? I think I, I generally would always, I always, always look for kind of the positive reason why somebody's doing something the way that they, I can't help it. Um, mm. We were out for dinner and my other half commented on something yeah. that somebody was doing. And I said, well, have you thought that it might be this? Uh-huh. And offered a reason as to why. And he went, how do you always do that? Uh. <laughs> I love so that I think you do, Sarah. That's just my natural kind of, um, yeah. that I'm always going to go with that until I'm proven that somebody is untrustworthy or then I guess that kind of trust is there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I love that. See the good. Yeah. But See you, the good. But, yeah. But maybe you are right. So maybe there is something there around, um, if we explore that kind of a bit further around kind of that whole commitment thing. So what does it mean if I start staying over? Does that mean that we're more committed in the relationship? And therefore, um, you know, right now, maybe does it suit me to be more casual? And as you say, if I keep you at arm's length, then maybe we don't have to go down that route or those difficult conversations. 29 is kind of, it's that kind of age, isn't it? I'm guessing the other person's of a similar-ish age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give or take a few years and you get to kind of that position where people naturally start to think about settling down, finding the one, even though we know the one doesn't really exist. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) So There's many ones. Yes. There's multiple ones. (laughs) So yeah, so I think, you know, there could be, 
you're right there could be more to it I was just yeah I love it I love it rather positive well and so if we were to assume the best and say okay so what does it say if you are somebody he's and let's say your boyfriend is just really respectful of their parents so Mm. how would that empower you to make some choices or to sort of lead communication from that standpoint where would you go communication wise presuming that to be true so if we if we presume that is to be the case, then I would explore some options. So how how is it possible to still remain respectful mm-hmm. and um you know still achieve what we want to achieve? Is it a case of kind of frequency? Is it a case of sitting down with the parents having a conversation and almost kind of asking for permission mm-hmm. um, or asking for their blessing? Maybe kind of not necessarily permission, I guess, but asking them to kind of be okay with it. Is it, mm-hmm. you know, exploring that side of it a bit more? Um, is it having a conversation with a boyfriend saying, "Look, is it really about your kind of family values?" Mm-hmm. To your point, and scratch the surface a little bit there, mm-hmm. and ask if there's anything else that might be going on. Is there anything else that would stop you? Because mm. that's ah, quite a good question to ah. think. Because you, you can tell, can't you? People will then, if there isn't, it will be like, oh my God, no, if that was the, if I had their blessing, then absolutely I'd love to stay over. Mm. Or if you get that kind of moment of hesitation, you can kind of sense the vibe if somebody's holding back on you or not. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, that. so that's very nice. I think... The other thing too, which I frequently run into because I run into myself, I run into with clients Mm. is this person writing in is completely putting the progression of their relationship in their boyfriend's hands. It's he's the rate limiting step. I don't Mm. hear anything about what the writer is saying. Well, what would you at nine months, what do you hope to be doing in a relationship at the moment? Do you want to be thinking about, well, having overnights? Do you want to think about making some bigger steps? Like, let's mm. let's throw some paint on your blank canvas, which is the hardest thing to do, right? Let's imagine that your boyfriend wasn't the rate-limiting step, that he was a total go. There, there is an expectation there, though, that, you know, by that, that stage in the relationship, they, you know, the, the, the writer says, like, we are serious about the relationship. His parents know that we're serious. Um, so there is an expectation, I think, from the person writing in that, you know, this is a, this is an important relationship, and this is an important part of having a serious relationship, mm-hmm. is that you get to have sleepover. And presuming that that fits within your cultural and religious norms, yeah. and if there's discord, if if your boyfriend and their family does doesn't think similarly, then that might be that's part of the important things that we try to avoid having conversations about, right? Mm. Partnership. You need to be clear on money, children, sex, religion. You know, these are yeah. these. These are deal breakers. So this yeah. is a great opportunity to say, yeah, why, where do we stand and why do we take the stand that we do? What do we believe in? What are our priorities? Yeah. What are our values? It's a great values opportunity. But, and I think also it's, it is around that kind of future expectation. So if not now, then when? Like what would need to change in order for this to be a possibility? Mm-hmm. Like is it that you, you know, this is never going to be an option for us and five years down the line, you're still living with your parents and we're still in this situation. Mm -hmm. That puts a whole different spin on it because, you know, as you say, kind of deal breakers, am I prepared to put up with it for another kind of two or three months until he can have a conversation with his parents? Or 
am I prepared to put up with it for five years until we eventually decide that we're going to get married and that's the time that he can have a sleepover? Yeah. You know, like where where does it lie or is it somewhere in between? And where's my cutoff point? Like what am I, yeah. what are my boundaries? What am I prepared to put up with and not put up with? What is going to make me happy in yeah. the long run? Yeah. Or do I really love this person enough that I'm happy to sacrifice those overnight us until we are in a position where we can oh completely yes like what happens if they go away do they get to go away do they then get to stay together because that's another option no very true and the other thing too i think the big thing here is that sometimes we presume how our family stands on a particular issue Mm. i remember having a conversation with a client who um they finally so because their grandparents were really um conservative But Mm. finally, they were granted the right, as a couple, to sleep over at grandma's house when they were up, sort of, uh, like, yeah. When they were visiting. Yeah. Yeah. But that was not a right granted to the younger, to cousins who had more recently got involved. They still had to stay in separate rooms. But at some point in time, the grandmother was like... doing your time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So so sometimes it's just a matter of asking. And here's where you find out, you know, this boyfriend, like, where does he stand in terms of clear communication and boundary setting with his family? If he's too scared to ask, then he's going to be scared to ask and stand up for your relationship always. Like, it's critical to start to have difficult conversations to stand up for you and stand up for your relationship. Yeah. But and how and how much courage will he have in the future, oh. in a relationship? Like, yeah, because how you do anything is how you do everything. Like, yeah. we know that that we're showing up in kind of all aspects generally in the same way. Absolutely, kind of tilt slightly and morph a little bit, but generally those kind of pre dispositions come out, don't they? So if I'm not prepared to speak up for myself as a person, then will I be prepared to speak up with you for myself as a person? Yes. And if you have decide to have kids and you're trying yeah. to stand up for what's best for them, mm-hmm. will you have the guts to be able to have hard conversations with parents-in-law about, nope, yeah. these are the rules of our house or no, we've decided or with teachers, with oh, schools. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's all of those things. Endless, right? Yeah. How you show up in yeah. one way is how you show up in every way. Yeah. I mean, like in every situation, right? You know, this person writing is like, do I have the right to be pissed off? Yes, certainly do. But do you choose to be pissed off? Because the other yeah. opportunity is you see this as a growth. You see this as a real opportunity to get to know your boyfriend in tough times. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, on that point about kind of do I have the right to be pissed off? We all have the right to our own emotions. Mm-hmm. How long do I want to stay there is a different matter. Mm-hmm. So, and I think we should never, it sounds quite dismissive, doesn't it? Do I have the right to feel this way? Like, I'm dismissing these feelings that are coming up for me. We talked the other week about, um, you know, inability to deal with emotions and being kind of emotionally detached. So we need to um, we need to welcome those emotions as they come in. So, yes, you do have the right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Do you want to stay there forever and Mm -hmm. to have that then impact your relationship? Probably not. Um, And then it's then it is about how do we move past this? How do I move past that feeling and that anger and that hurt? Because often you're feeling kind of to be feeling pissed off because actually I, I want I've got a need there that isn't being met and that's why I feel frustrated and annoyed by that because underlying is hurt or embarrassment yeah, yeah. yeah. disappointment I yeah. feel like you don't see me yeah oh damn I just felt felt like we hit we hit uh water right there yeah 
That's true. Yeah. 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 And that's the great thing. Like a lot of these um, advice columns in Cosmo or whatever magazine, like, do I have a right to be pissed off? Yeah, you do. Go for blood. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. (laughs) Tell them what you feel. And the beautiful thing from a coaching perspective is like, you can feel whatever you want to feel, but I'm going to shine up the mirror and hold the mirror up Mm -hmm. to you and ask like, does this feeling, does sitting in this feeling serve you or do you want to choose another lens through which to see the situation? Feel pissed off for a while, for sure. Yeah. Like throw a pity party for yourself, for sure. Yeah. Throw, you know, bang a few doors, for sure. Then when you're done with that, discharged a bit of energy, then you get to choose what lens do I do I put on? Is there a win-win here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Oh. But if you're 29, get your own house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, some troublesome times to deal yeah. with. Well, and tis the season, right? Because the thing about these holidays and in the US, they're going to be celebrating or by the time this recording comes out, they'll have already celebrated Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is a really tough time. It's a super challenging time for boundaries Mm. with family. Um, I saw some sort of meme that like, how, how apropos of Trump to have announced his presidency within a week of everybody having to go back and face their uncles, right? Like, it's a... (laughs) It's a terrible, it's going to be a really challenging holiday because, you know, so drawing boundaries, saying this is what Mm. I'll put up with, this is what I won't, standing up for the people who are important in your life, standing up for your values and the things that, you know, it's, this is the season that really stresses that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of kind of financial difficulties as well at the minute, isn't there? There's a lot of people being laid off and Mm -hmm. being made redundant and at a time that's already quite stretched with finances and there's so many things that just create this extra extra pressure mm-hmm. and yeah I don't know we still don't know if COVID's going to keep on giving but we don't know could yeah we have so, no idea interest rates yeah. infections we know that flu RSV adenovirus those are off the chain mm. the pediatric yeah. emergency departments and ICU are, are beyond capacity I mean it's all kicking yeah. off yeah yeah there's so much uncertainty so at least Lay your foundation on what you know to be certain, which are your values. Go yeah. for broke. Yeah. Tell people. Yeah. But focus on those little moments of pleasure along the way as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, as we record our podcast, out my window, I'm on the 28th floor, and I look out, and there's the park where all the dogs, like, play off leash, where I take my dog. And yeah. uh, it always makes me so excited to see these, like, golden doodles running around, sprinting around without a care in the world. And that's my little simple pleasure. Oh, have you seen that? There's a great film. It's um, is this going to be Owen Wilson? Oh, is that Marley and Me or something like that? Yeah, yes, I think it's that. Or is it Marmaduke? I can't remember (gasps) if it's Marmaduke or Marley and Me, but um, both of them I think are quite funny. And they do. One of them has this um, the dog um, narration in life, and they enter into the dog play park, and it's quite hilarious. Oh my gosh! Okay, (laughs) okay. So yeah, good one to watch if you're an animal lover and you want a bit of cheering up. Both of those things are true (laughs) for me. Yes, I um, I watched my first Christmas movie on Sunday. (gasps) Oh, loved it. It's begun. (laughs) It's begun. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's great. Lovely. Yeah. I watched, um, oh my gosh, what is it? Oh my gosh, what is it? The Will Ferrell and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, Canadian. Is it Shine? What the heck was that again? I can't remember. Anyways, you're right. Not Elf, no? No, it was, it's just come out. Oh my gosh. Um, let me, I'm going to. Oh, right. Okay. Spirited. 
Sorry, that's the one. Okay. Spirited. Yep. So this it is was, a new movie. It was, you know, the usual sort of moral moral takeaway lessons as well. Some good fun and Ryan Reynolds biceps. You can't get enough of them. You really can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Embrace the holidays. Oh my gosh. And the muscles of holidays. I'm into it. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to go run off and uh, update my Tinder profile. So, uh, <laughs> yes, you need to. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, so till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.